This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Amen. Amen. Uh, on Wednesday nights for a while, while FPUs go up, you don't mind. Everybody sit in the middle section. Last week, with uh, last week, surprised by us all the tennis. The tennis was really actually up quite a bit last Wednesday, but a lot of people were over there. Got twenty some people over at FPU, so that just makes it a little better. Put everybody all in one place. Thank you. Amen. That makes it easy on Robert. All right. I want to show you a couple of things out of the bookstore tonight that's going to be in life what we're teaching. We're going to be talking about basics, Christian doctrine in the area of divine healing. But this is Bible ways to receive healing from God. How many believe that God wants you healed? How many know all you, all, all you need to know about healing? We don't. We're learning. That's why we're teaching up the Bible as much as we can. And then this book here, Christ the Healer. Christ the Healer. This is my textbook in Bible school. Well, a long time ago. Back, back in the early 80s. Uh, Pastor David Cady studied the same book with the Winter Bible School. It's such a good book that uh, they still use it all over the world today. But if you're a serious student of the Word and want to learn a lot of things about divine healing, that you need to have this book as part of your permanent library. It'll really help you. Now, we, as a matter of fact, yeah, we taught that in healing school back in Indiana for years, the Tennessee Pierre Healing class at a church that had about 500-some people, and we taught, taught that class there to terminally ill people. And the ones that would listen, they got it. The ones that didn't, we got to do funerals. And you know, actually, that's the same way here in California. The ones that will receive what we teach, that we're able to get them healed, and the ones that don't receive it, then most of the time we do funerals. But uh, we'd rather get people healed. Amen? All right, tonight we're going to talk about basic Christian doctrine on healing. And I'll turn to Mark chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 25 to 34. Mark chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at verse uh, 25 to 34. And... I've been talking a lot this year about getting back to basic, basic Bible, Christianity 101 type stuff. And tonight as we look at this, this is probably my favorite uh, fav- favorite person in the Bible. I like to study this woman with the issue of blood and how she received healing. Because in this, in this lesson right here, it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's in three different Gospels, but really all the basics of faith or this teaching on this woman that received healing from Jesus that's in an impossible situation. And, you know, I think about think about uh, healing. I taught healing school for lots and lots and lots of years back in Indianapolis at our church when I was a sheep before I was a shepherd. And uh, divine healing is the will of God for everybody all the time. Everybody all the time. How can you say that, Pastor? Because the Bible teaches it. The Bible teaches it. How many believe it's the will of God for everybody in the whole world no matter what country they live in, to be saved. It's God's will for salvation for everybody that's born to the earth. God wants people born again. God wants people to go to heaven. But how many know that lots of people we both know, they're not going to heaven if they die today because they haven't received what God has for them yet. God's to love the whole world. It's not God's to love America or God's to love white people or God's to love black people. Any race? No. God loves people of all races, 
all religious countries, whatever the religion is, God wants people born again, but they're not all born again because when they hear the message, a lot of people reject the message of Jesus Christ as the only way to heaven. They reject that. But also, they reject the message too many times, and by his stripes ye were healed. He took our infirmities, bare our sicknesses, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, etc., etc., etc. So anyway, I want to say this. I made up my mind a long time ago, I am not going to base what I believe upon somebody else's experiences. I'm going to base upon what I believe upon what the Bible has to say. And so if the Bible says it, as far as I'm concerned, God's the one that's always right. And if somebody's got to change, it's got to be me. And so I'm the one that's got to change what I think, what I believe. If I'm not receiving what the Bible says is mine, I need to do some changing. Amen? God, matter of fact, God says, I'm God. I change not. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus isn't going to change what he believes. He isn't going to change how he does things. Jesus is going to be the same. And so we're the ones must get our minds renewed to think like God thinks about anything of life we need. So anyway, this 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 particular teaching in Mark chapter 5, like I said, it's in Matthew and it's also in Luke. This is my favorite favorite place because of the way that uh, <clears throat> she covers things here. But Mark chapter 5, I'm going to read it first all the way through, make a few comments. I'm going to get back to the point we're going to look at tonight. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and a certain woman which had the issue of blood 12 years. She had female trouble. She was bleeding, and it wasn't good for 12 years. How many know that's a long time to put up with something like that in your body? You know, whatever whatever kind of thing bothers you and your health or anything else in life, 12 years is a long time. And this lady here was like women today. That wouldn't have been any good. That, wouldn't have been, that, wouldn't, that wasn't a, a pleasant thing to put up with. But for 12 years she put up with this suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had. So in other words, she was out of money, went doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, and she got a lot better. Oh, the Bible says she has nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And you know, I think about today, I'm going to be talking about this as I teach to the lesson a minute ago. I know Christians, I've known Christians, a lot of men have it now, that they were willing to go to a country, a foreign country, that had looser medical laws because they heard they had a miracle cure. They'd run somewhere. They'd spend all their money. They'd get on an airplane, fly over to Europe, or fly to some third world country where they thought they was going to get a miracle cure or some special treatment, and they died. They died broke, left up to the kids because they died broke, never got it, but all they had to do was come to a church like this for free. Sit under the Word of God by somebody who's really teaching the Bible and they could have received what God had for them all along. Somebody said, well, Pastor, how can you say something like that? Well, you're looking at a living example right here. Last year, 70% of my blood cancer. 99% of my heart blocked. All those things. Now my doctors tell me, Normal, 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 no damage, healed, 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 like that. And it was because of the good things they did, but I give them credit, they did good things. But Jesus did what he did, speeded up the process, got me all healed, checked out, doing good. I'm getting ready to go down to the Amazon in about uh, one month. 
go be down there preaching up down the Amazon River to hundreds of pastors and people down there. Why? Because I'm a healed man. Why am I a healed man? Because the Word of God works when you get a hold of the Word of God. It works every time. Amen? And so I, I, I want you to see this. You don't need to run all over the world to try to receive healing from man. You need to run to church when you've got a church that teaches the Word of God. And then you need to do what it teaches you to do. So anyway, it says that she wasn't better but rather grew worse. But then it says she had heard of Jesus. She came in the crowd behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, or immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. After 12 years, she got her answer. She tried man. She tried medical science. Did all she knew to do. And you know, we're not knocking medical science at all. If I wasn't, uh, didn't have faith in medical science to do some things they do, I would have never last year spent all the time I did going for all the treatments I got. But I told, I told this congregation, I told my family at the start of that diagnosis, my first line of offense is the Word of God. My first line of defense is the Word of God. But I gotta do what I gotta do to stay alive long enough till things kick in. I get this thing turned around where it belongs. And so doctors and medicine, they can do a lot for you, but don't ever, ever, ever go through anything serious without having God's Word first in your life. Amen? Amen. And so it's dried up. And so it says, uh, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She was healed of that disease. And Jesus immediately anointed himself that virtue or power or anointing, that anointing had gone out of him, turned about the press and said, who touched my clothes? And so I want you to notice something there. As we look at this, we're going to see something. This wasn't Jesus seeking out somebody to get him healed. He was in a crowd. Jesus was all God, but he was all man on the earth. He was God and man. And so the Bible tells us in Philippians, he laid down his godly powers when he came to earth. And he functioned, he functioned as a priest under the old covenant, because this was still the old covenant until Jesus died was raised from the dead. So actually Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John still old covenant. He's under the old covenant functioning as a priest for the anointing of God as God speaks to him, just like any other human being today, full of the Holy Ghost, we don't know everything unless God tells us something. Amen. The power of God flows through us as God wills. We're always yielded to it and want it to flow, and we're always ready. So Jesus in the crowd, that's why I want you to see this. Jesus said, who touched me? Somebody touched me. With his understanding, he didn't know it. All he knew was that he was a man full of the Holy Ghost, uh, Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's a good verse, you know, uh, Acts 10, 38. And so he was full of the Holy Ghost in a crowd, and in that crowd lots of people were touching him, but somebody touched him with faith, expecting that when they got to Jesus, they would be healed. She said, if I could but touch with his garment, she said, with words out of her mouth, when I touch him, I'll be whole. So by the time she got to him, she was full of faith. She touched his garment. That anointing came out of him. She was made whole. 
And so obviously it wasn't something that Jesus consciously did or he wouldn't have said, well, there's that lady I've been seeing coming. That lady finally got here. He said, who touched me? Faith touched Jesus. Faith touched Jesus as she got healed. And so anyway, uh, verse 31, his disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And let me tell you why that says that there, so you'll get this. Too many times believers have all the reasons why they won't come with you to a healing service. All the reasons why they can't come when they know that a man of God or woman of God is teaching on healing. They have all kinds of reasons. Well, I can't do this, I can't do that. Woman fearing and trembling because, number one, she was a woman. And back in that society, like a lot of of Middle Eastern countries today, it was against the laws that they had for her to be with men in the public. And so she was a woman in that crowd and says she feared and trembling because she knew she could be stoned to death because she was out there mixing with the men in public at that meeting. Number two, under the Old Testament, lepers could not mix with the general population. Lepers had to stay separated because of that blood disease they had because the blood flowed through lepers. Lepers had to stay separated. And if they got around where people were, they had to holler, unclean, unclean. So nobody could get close to them. They had to stay separated unless something happened that they did receive healing. Then the priest, the priest had to watch them for, I think, 14 days and check them out. And then watch them for another 14 days to check them out to see if the leprosy stopped before they come around the population. But also, under that old, same Old Testament law, women that had female trouble and bled like that, they were the same category as a leopard. They couldn't come around people or they could be stoned to death. So that's why this woman took a great risk to come in this crowd to get around Jesus because if people would have seen her, number one, because she was a woman, by law they could have stoned her to death. And then number two, because of the disease, they could have stoned her to death because she wasn't supposed to be around people. So I want you to see this. This woman, for all the things she went through for 12 years, she took a great risk. Sometimes you have to take a chance. Sometimes there's risks you have to overcome. Mountains you have to go, go around or through or over to get to where God can help you. You've got to do some things sometimes. You have to take a chance. You might, you might have to spend some money sometime to get to a healing service. You might have to miss some work sometime to get to where the anointing is. I'm just saying, whatever it is in your life, or people you know, you're trying to get to a church like this to get them help, encourage them and tell them, whatever you've got to do, you're dying. These people have the anointing. These people have the word of God. You need to take a chance to get over here. What's it worth? I'd like to see you here for another year. I'm talking about talk to your friends and your family sometimes. You've got to let them know, is it worth it to make another $100 this week when you might be dead this time next year? Let's get you where you get some help. Amen? And so this woman says, fearing and trembling, came and fell down for him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, I'm Jesus, and I healed you because of my great faith. What's the Bible say? Daughter, your faith, thy faith, your faith hath made you whole. Said your faith 
made you whole. Go in peace and behold thy plague. And so I like, I like to say this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if faith can receive healing from Jesus back then, faith can receive healing from Jesus today. And also, because the Bible teaches us God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. That's something you probably need to write down to help your religious head. I'm serious about that. Because a lot of people think that God has favorites. God doesn't have any favorites. God always favors faith. Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, this woman come to Jesus, and obviously she had faith, because Jesus said, thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, your faith hath made thee whole. Well, I know last year, it's no bragging. It's just giving a testimony to the faith facts. I had faith to receive healing from blood cancer last year. I had faith to receive healing from a very serious heart attack last year. Why did that happen? My faith made me whole. See, that's not bragging on me. All that's saying is this. What I'm teaching is what I live. When that started last year, I told everybody involved in my congregation, on our leadership team, in my family. I had the elders of this church gather around me, anoint with all, name of the Lord. <clears throat> that's James 5.16. And they, <clears throat> excuse me, they prayed the prayer of faith over me, anoint with oil. And I said, don't ever pray for me again for healing now. Because if you pray for me again for healing, you're saying, God, you didn't hear us. Because he said in James 5.14, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And so because they prayed the prayer of faith, how do I know they prayed the prayer of faith? Because they prayed the word of God over me. Amen. When they prayed the prayer of faith, I said, thank you, Jesus. The prayer of faith's been had, prayed, and according to your word, you said, healing's in my body now. And But I told them, and I'm telling you things that will help you to, to live if you ever get a serious sickness. That will help you receive healing now if you have something that's maybe not fatal, but it might be something that's really irritating. I said, from now on, I said, if you think about me and want to pray for me, just turn it into praise. Just say, we want to thank you, Jesus. We prayed the prayer of faith over our pastor. And he's getting better every day because your word says so. I told the congregation... I said, guys, and you know, I didn't look too good for some of those things. I said, guys, I said, if you see me and I don't look like I ought to be looking, don't pray for me. Just thank Jesus. I've already been prayed for and according to his word. His healing power is working in me. And I offended some pastors. You know, different meetings as that last year. Some of those guys would see me and say, hey, can we call you up and have all the preachers pray for you? And I said, I say this with all humility, pastor. I said, no, you can't. I said, I don't need it. You don't need it? I said, no, the elders of my church prayed for me. And when they prayed, according to James 5.14, God heard them. And his healing power is working. So if I had you pray right now, then I'm saying that you didn't hear them when they prayed. Because why would I have to have you pray now if God's already working in my body? Amen. And you know, the proof's in the pudding. I'm standing here. I got a big farm I work on every day. Worked out there several hours today, doing a lot of things out there. That heart doctor told me every time I go back in there, says, go wherever you want to do, do whatever you want to do. He said, swim, run, 
mountain climb, anything you want to do, you do. You have no heart damage. You have a normal heart. Amen. Amen. And so I'm just saying this again. I learned from Bible stories like this lady here that if her faith can make her whole, my faith can make me whole. And so what I got to do then is study what the Bible says was her faith. And this lesson right here, there's, there's, there's several aspects here, but the one we're going to look at tonight is when she heard of Jesus. But then just for you uh, ones that know how faith works, then she said, I will be healed. And then she came and did something. She acted on the word. She heard. She said. She acted on the word. And then she received. But I want you to look at this phrase up here. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she heard of Jesus. Two key words there, heard and Jesus. Heard of Jesus. I want you to back, to back up to one chapter. Hold your place here. We'll keep on coming back to this. But back up to chapter 4 and look at verse 23 and 24. And in the series we're teaching on Sunday night about back to basics, we've been looking at these verses quite a bit in Mark chapter 4. But notice this here. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, take heed what ye hear. Take heed what ye hear. And I circled that what. That is very, very, very critical if you want to receive healing from Jesus. Take heed what you hear. And so, I, I think of one example tonight. This, I, I've seen it happen too many times. Well, yeah, I think I can see that other face too. But years and years and years ago, there was a man that God gave me that was my case. Got him restored to the Lord. He was in his 50s, and he got throat cancer, got tongue cancer. And so, his brother from another state was a denominational preacher, that, that congregation, good Jesus congregation, but they don't know anything about healing. How many know there's a lot of good denominations that they love Jesus with all their hearts like we love Jesus? They believe in tithing. They believe in church attendance. They believe in serving. But they know practically zero for the Bible about healing. They're making bad people. They're just ignorant on the subject of healing. And so anyway, this man, this man got put in Veterans Hospital up in Indianapolis. And uh, me and a friend of mine started to go up there and minister to him. He taught healing school. I taught healing school. And we really had a lot of healing anointing. Had a lot of, had a lot of Israel's on healing. How, how many have ever seen the healing ministry here? There's a lot of anointing here. People received miracles here. These things happened. And so this man was our case. So we went up to the hospital every week. And we'd see him making progress. He was attending to the word we was teaching because he never was a church person. So basically the church he was getting was what we took to him. We took our Bibles up there, read the Bible to him, showed him the Bible on healing, was teaching things, had things working. And we could see he was starting to get better. And then we went up there one week. And all of a sudden in the spirit, me and my, and my fellow lay minister, both knew in our hearts, he shut us off. He's not listening. He was looking, but we could tell in the spirit there was a blockage. He stopped. 
And so, as we talk, he starts telling us about this wonderful uh, elder from a church that started coming up to see him, how much he liked this guy, how this guy was helping, like what the guy was saying. And we could tell that, oh, 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 this is not good, not good, not good. And so then, the next time we come back the next week, my friend wasn't doing real good, and this man was in it from the other church, and you could tell religious spirit, you get around religious spirit, difference between the Holy Spirit and a religious spirit. So we come in, and this guy here is telling my friend Frank how God gave that cancer to him to teach him something. He said, this is God's chastisement. Well, the guy had been a sinner all his life. Then he got born again. Now he's a child of God. And so, anyway, when you study the Bible, chastisement, to be chastised of the Lord, never teaches. It's car wrecks, sickness, disease, cancer, hurting you. Chastisement in the Hebrew talks about correction and child training. That same word for child training is the same word rendered chastisement, to train your child. How many of you are going to go down to the cancer lab, get a hyperdermic boy of cancer, say, okay, okay, you little brat, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to fill you up for cancer. I'll teach you. Cancer doesn't teach anybody anything. It hurts them and kills them. And so this, this man's telling Frank that's why he shut us off because he liked what the man was saying. And then this guy takes his foot off, takes his shoe off, and half one of his, 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 half one of his feet's cut in half, and he said his lawnmower cut his feet off, but he said that was God teaching me a lesson. And so, to make a long story short, Frank died not too long after that. But Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. I, I, when my son David had leukemia, when he's in the hospital, a lot of different religious people we knew, bits of bonafide Christians we knew that knew the Word of God. And so I've told the story many times. I had my brother John come out and said, what can I do to help you? I said, stand at the door here of the room. And I said, here's the people that can come in here and see us. Anybody else that comes, and I had on the list especially these people, good people, went to church with them, loved them. But I said, if they, if they, if they come, tell them that we're busy back here and we just don't want any visitors now. Reason being, I did not want somebody to come in there that was goofy with their doctrine on healing. I didn't want somebody to come in there feeling sorry for David, feeling sorry for us. Anybody come in there, I wanted to be people that I trusted, that I knew they lived the Word, they spoke the Word, and they received their healing by the Word because they knew what Jesus said, etc. You understand what I'm saying? We took heed what come into the room because I did not want to do my son's funeral. I wanted my son to live. And so right now I'm talking Bible to you. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. And so, you know, I just, I just, I just advise you, this woman says she heard of Jesus. Jesus was the Word. Jesus taught the Word. Jesus lived the Word because He was the Word of God. So this guy heard Jesus. He heard Jesus teaching Bible healing. Amen. This woman, I should say. This woman heard healing taught. And so for us, we have to know 
that if we're going to be serious to where Jesus can say, your faith has made you whole, we're going to have to take heed what we're listening to. I would be very cautious. When I, when I used to be a truck driver when I was first saved, and I got a lot of good faith teaching off the radio, I had three or four people on the radio I listened to. The rest of them I couldn't stand to listen to because they were religious. I didn't listen to religious broadcasting. I listened to the Word of God being taught. If Brother Hagin was teaching, Marilyn Hickey was teaching, Charles Capps was teaching, Jerry Savelle was teaching, uh, Brother Copeland was teaching, I knew they taught the Word of God. I saw the fruit in their lives. I followed them in the Bible. I knew they were teaching the Word. I took heed what I heard. That's why my son is a pastor here today. That's why I'm a pastor here today. Because we took heed what we heard. We got healing into us the times the devil's tried to kill us. And our faith kept us whole. And so I'm looking at things tonight I want you to get a hold of and take heed what you're hearing tonight. And if you get a hold of what we're hearing tonight, you can get people you love under the Word of God and get them healed. If you're facing things in your life, you can get healed. I want to say it one more time. Jesus told this woman, said, your faith is what healed you. Amen. And so we'll do what she did and we'll get what she got. Amen. And so uh, this is the difference between living and dying. Between suffering with sickness and disease and receiving miracles and healing. That has everything to do with what kind of preaching you sit under. Has everything to do with what kind of preaching you sit under. Now look again at Mark 5.27. Because we're looking at basic Christianity, basic doctrine on divine healing. And so this whole process of hers started when it says she heard of Jesus. That started the process when she heard right. When she got right information, that started the process. And you know, I said something a few weeks ago I didn't realize until after I went, what I went, went through what I went through last year. I still don't know medications that they gave me. I don't know what kind of chemo drugs they gave me. I don't know any of those kind of things. People ask me. I go to, I go to doctors for checkups now. They say, what do they give you? Well, I got that stuff on my phone under the drugstore stuff there. I say, here, here's what it was. And that they want to know what the chemo drugs was because there were several different things. I said, I really don't know. You're going to have to call her. But there was Christians, even Christians in our church, well-meaning Christians, that don't know one Bible verse on healing. They can tell me every kind of chemo drug. They can tell me every kind of prescription drug. They can tell me the side effects. They can tell me how to spell those 30-letter words. They tell me how to pronounce them. They know the side effects. They know what they're for. They know what they can't mix with, etc., etc. But they can't name a healing verse. And so I learned through that by being a pastor who teaches divine healing that if you've got time, you can learn those drugs with all these letters in their names. And you can learn several of those drugs you can learn basic little Bible verses like, By his stripes you were healed. He took our infirmities to bear our sicknesses. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can learn addresses. You can learn verses. It's the difference between life and death. Amen. Do you know anybody can tell you all those drugs? They know all about them. They study those drugs out. They know them. They can tell you about them. And you say, hey, I went to the doctor. They, they put me on a certain kind of drug. And they say, was it 
Do-do-do, or do-do-do, or do-do-do, do-do-do. Say, wow, how do you know all those drugs? Well, I studied them all. I had to take them. Well, if you'd have studied more of the Word of God, maybe you would have to take them. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. So she said, and so I want you to notice then in verse 26, she suffered many things, many positions, spent all she had, nothing better, but rather grew worse. And so when she's heard all that other information about who the best doctor was for this, where the, where the best doctors are, where the sure cures are like that, all it did for 12 years is it ate up her money and ate up her body. Amen. And so the start of her faith journey was when she heard of Jesus. I want to say it again. It's critical what you hear about healing or anything else you need to hear from God. It is very critical. If this first part doesn't start off right, that nothing else is going to work your faith. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. Talk about basic Bible doctrine, basic Bible doctrine healing on, on, on healing from the Bible. Romans 10:17 says this. So the faith cometh by suffering. How many know that there's Christians that you know, Christians that I've known, that they'll tell you they're suffering for the glory of God. They've got something from God, it's their burden to bear, and God gave it to them to give Him glory. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'll never forget this. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll never find one time, one verse, where Jesus ever said, you can go to your grave with this. This is for my glory. You'd never find one time when Jesus said, God gave you this to make you a better Christian. He never said it. I remember I'd been teaching divine healing for a couple of years. First time I heard somebody say that. And because I, I'm surprised that I've been around enough religious stuff that I didn't know that. But they told me that. And man, I spent a season devouring Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I found out the faith preachers were right. Jesus never turned anybody down. He never told anybody, this is for the glory of God. The only time Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John records that God got glory from a sick person is when Jesus healed him. Every time that somebody got healed, it says that God received great glory. It says that the crowd glorified God. God got glory when they got healed. And so stop and think about what I've said. I'm talking about the take heed what you hear. And so Romans 10:17 says, "So then faith cometh by what? Hearing, hearing what? The word of God. Only one way faith comes. Faith doesn't come by suffering. Faith doesn't just come by going to church, or we'd have a country full of faith people. Because a lot of churches in America have a lot of people in them. They all all don't have faith. Faith comes when you sit under the word of God. Faith comes when you study the word of God. This verse right here, I, I would highly recommend." If this is not one that's already in your Holy Ghost concordance, what's your Holy Ghost concordance? That's your John 14, 26, the Word of God on the inside of you. Jesus said, and some people mistake what he said, but Jesus said in John 14, 26, the Holy Ghost will bring to remembrance everything that I have said to you, he said. He can't remind you of something that you haven't learned. How can you remember a verse if you never learned it? 
Amen. Out of, out of His mercy, sometimes your Bible opens up to a page. Oh, I needed to hear that today. I needed that. That's the mercy of God. But you need to know where to find verses. And I would recommend on your 3 by 5 card, write down Romans 10, 17. Write down the address. Write down the verse. And several times a week, hold that card out. Read it out loud. And you read it out loud, say Romans 10, 17. So that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Why is it so important to get those verses in your spirit, in your thinking? Address and verse. Well, when you're around some of your friends that are good Christians, but they tell you, you know what? We had this trial we went through. Oh, it was a horrible trial. It was terrible. But if we got good faith out of it. You can stop and say, wait a minute. Let me see your Baptist Bible. Let me see your Catholic Bible. Let me see your Methodist Bible. Whatever the church is, say, let me see your Bible. Open up this Romans ten seventeen, and tell them. Now, wait a minute. The Bible doesn't say so that faith cometh by great trials. How many here besides me have ever had a great trial in your life of some kind? I'm serious. You've ever had something bad and you just bad you wish you hadn't went through that? How many know other people have had great trials? A lot of them died or went under, went bankrupt, went divorced, all kinds of bad things happened in their life, so faith didn't come. The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy through that trial. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And for me, when I went through rough things, whether it was personal family things, money things, job things, church things, health things, my faith always got built up because I've been a person that digs in the Word. And so the trial didn't build my faith up. The Word of God I got into when I was in the trial built my faith up. And that's what brought me out. Let me tell you one mistake that too many Christians make good Christians. The trial hits, and we're teaching out of Mark 4 on Sunday nights right now about basic Christianity. It tells you that people leave the Word because of tribulation and afflictions for the Word's sake. Too many Christians... Go through a hard time, they quit coming to church. The devil accomplished his goal. He pulled you out of church when the going got rough. I'll tell you what, if you ever go through a hard time and you're having a hard time coming to church, call somebody that you can trust, that's your friend, and say, do me a favor. If I'm not in church Sunday, kick my butt. If I'm not in church Sunday, you hound me. I'm telling you right now, even if I give you a hard time and cuss you, you hound me, you show up to my house, you pull me, you drag me, smack me in the face. You remember that commercial years ago, that average shaker commercial? Thanks, I needed that. Remember that commercial? I barely saw that. No, I'm, I'm serious. Because when you learn the value of the Word of God, the things we're talking about, if you ever start through a hard time, have somebody that's close enough to you that you can trust that's going to know they're going to be they're going to be willing to take a chance of offending you, but knowing that you're going to get over it because you're buds. And just say, hey, I'm going through this right now, and man, the only way I'm going to make it, I know, is to go to church and to get out of the Word of God. I know that. So if you see me, if you see me miss a service, do me a favor. Man, will you leave? Get over to my house and find out what's going on with me. Amen. And so you learn that verse there when you talk to these people when they open up their Bible because you'll know it's Romans 10, 17. You don't, you're not going to have to say, uh, my pastor says you only get faith for the Word of God. You say, oh, 
your Bible says that's the only way it comes. Amen? Amen. I've got to move along. This is, this is, this is so wonderful. But anyway, I, I, want, I want to look at the last couple of things here. Look again at Mark 5, 27. And we'll close with a couple more things here. You've got to see the value of hearing. It says, when she heard of Jesus. So faith cometh for her healing because faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Jesus is the word. I said this. I want to say it again. All he ever taught was the word. So this woman obviously heard Jesus tell what the Bible had to say about healing. Write down Jeremiah 3.15. Just write that down. I'm not going to go to it. Jeremiah 3.15. God said, I'll give you pastors with my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And then in Luke, back off to verse 15. Or, yeah, we're in Mark. Yeah, go to Luke. Flip over to Luke. Look at Luke 5.15. We're going to close with two more passages. But you need to see this. This is basic Bible doctrine to receive healing with your faith or any other thing you need. Luke 5.15 says, But so much the more with their fame abroad of him, the report of him, and great multitudes, multitudes came together to what? To hear and to be healed. To hear and to be healed. To hear and to be healed. That woman heard that she came to be healed. Here in Luke, they got a hold of the same message, and so they came to hear what Jesus had to say and to be healed. Look at chapter 6, Luke 6, verse 17 and 18. Luke 6, verse 17 and 18. And he came down with them and stood in the plain at the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed. To hear him and to be healed. To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. They were healed. And so look at basic Bible doctrine for divine healing. The number one, the number one prerequisite for everything else you need for faith, for healing, you've got to get someplace where it's taught. Is that real plain in the Bible? To hear and to be healed. If you're not hearing healing taught, you'll never have faith for healing. Buy healing books out of the bookstore. List of healing things on the internet, people that teach healing, real healing. If you do those, then you're on the first step towards receiving your miracle, if you're hearing it. And then, and then listen to it every day, every day, every day. Whatever, you, you find a good lesson somebody's teaching, like Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland, or myself, or somebody. You find a lesson that speaks to your heart. Listen to that lesson every day when you get up. Listen to it every night when you go to sleep. I got the same things that I heard Brother Hagen teach live years ago on YouTube now. And at nighttime, nearly every night, we pulled Brother Hagen up stuff. I heard him teach live 35, 40 years ago. And I listened to it. Why is that? It puts faith into me. And I'm going to stay healed because I'm going to keep my faith built up by what I hear. I'm going to keep on hearing and hearing and hearing. So, in Jesus' name, you heard 
And in Jesus' name, you're going to be doers as you're going to keep hearing. And nobody in this church has to die before your time if you get a hold of this. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.